When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Welcome back to the Winning Drive Podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick or 105.7 fan. And I'm Cordell Woodland. Uh, beat reporter for the Baltimore Ravens on 105.7 The Fan and host of Shaking It Up Sports on that same station. And a lot of a couple of things have happened uh, in a short period of time from the last time that we spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a situation where we talked about the offensive line um, and we talked about how many people, you know, were available on the offensive line. Um, and then shortly thereafter, the Ravens made a cut. And um, to me, it's a little bit surprising in, in terms of who it was. So the Ravens uh, let go Tyree Phillips, a guard who started 13 games in 2021. Um, previously, you and I talked about the fact that they had 11 offensive linemen. What exactly were they doing? So obviously this makes it down to 10. Um, but I, I am questioning this cut, Cordell, because – um, I just don't really feel like he fully developed into a guard because he got moved around so much last season. And I really felt like this was a guy that could be coached up um, and done well. And and so now you have a situation where Ben Cleveland is still on the roster, Ben Powers is still on the roster, but Tyree Phillips is not on the roster. And I'm confused. So uh, maybe you can give me a little bit more insight because you're always at the facility in terms of practice, why was Tyree Phillips let go? Well, I thought I think it was a combination of things. Uh, number one, they definitely were trying to trade him and just simply couldn't get a deal done with anybody. Um, I think that's part of the reason why we saw him playing a lot of left guard and really moving them all around the offensive line throughout preseason and training camp was so that they could put as much of his quote-unquote versatility on tape for teams to see and try to sell him as like this utility lineman. Um, but they couldn't get any takers. It seemed like it, I, they maybe they had a couple of teams interested, but ultimately nothing happened. And I think that in combination with his injury history and his the penalties that he was racking up through the preseason, um, it, it just wasn't in the cards for him. And this is a guy that was a third round pick in the 2020 draft. And it's not like seeing – uh, it's, it's not usual to see the Ravens kind of throwing the towel on a lot of their own draft picks. This is a DaCosta pick at right. that. Um, so it's 
it's definitely weird to see. I didn't expect to see Tyree Phillips let go, um, but it doesn't. I'm not going to say I'm super super surprised. Um, they well, do still have ten guys on this offensive line. A lot of young guys. You mentioned Ben Cleveland still there. They're still. It looks like they're going to give Ben Cleveland one more chance. And Ben Cleveland, while I had low expectations for him going into this preseason, he he actually played somewhat decent out there. I, I think with Phillips, it was the the penalties were just you can't have it at the on the offensive line. It's it's really a backbreaker, and he it kind of started to uh it, it it was like a given with him now. It started to become that way to where you expected Tyree Phillips to start to start racking up penalties each game because that's what was happening. And that's not the kind of reputation you want. Um so I, I think it turned out to be a numbers game. They did wave him. Harb said on Wednesday that he's hoping to kind of get Tyree Phillips back. Um but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, offensive linemen are a hot commodity in the NFL right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if another team jumps in and snags him off the waiver wire. Uh, but who knows? Um, but you look at this offensive line and there are a ton of questions all over the place. Obviously, with Ronnie Stanley not being fully back and Harbs letting it be known that on Wednesday that Stanley was out there for a part of practice just before the media was able to come out. Conveniently, he was gone. Once the media comes out, do with that information what you will. Uh, (laughs) You know, we it was question marks with this team having 11 offensive linemen to begin with to crack the 53-man roster. I didn't expect Phillips to be the odd man out, but it seems like that's that's the case. And and I agree. Um, I think we all knew at some point they were going to have to, you know, downgrade the number. And I thought it was going to be like they were going to make some moves like, you know, putting Falele on IR and and such. I guess I'm just surprised that it it was a straight up, you know, waiver situation as opposed to, you know, moving some moving and shaking some things around. While I agree with you that, you know, penalties was an issue for him. I wonder if it's a, you know, my thing is, is like this is a guy that I don't think was fully developed as a player because he had to move around so much and so you know stuff like that I think can be fixed in terms of you know um penalties and such I am not confident in either Ben whether it's Powers or whether it's Cleveland so you know I I felt like Phillips had more of an upside um than the two and look I heard what you said about Cleveland fine but Powers you gotta sell me on this one, Cordell, because I'm that's the one I think I'm more confused about more than anything. Well, well Powers was pretty decent throughout uh training camp and preseason. I don't even think Powers suited up for the last preseason game. So that was pretty telling right there that the left guard competition was pretty much complete. Uh Greg Roman kind of let the cat out the bag a little earlier in training camp saying that Ben Powers was the lead guy at the left guard spot. And that wasn't surprising if you had been, you had been out to training camp a lot. And every time you saw Ben Powers at left guard, um, at right. least with the starting group. Um, now right. when you get to the preseason games, it was different. I think that was, again, them trying to show versatility with Tyree Phillips, as well as show versatility with Ben Powers, who I believe that they were honestly trying to trade as well. Ben Powers played right guard, center, left guard. They wanted to show everywhere that he could play, 
just to try to shop shop him around. I think they were trying to shop a couple of these offensive linemen and simply couldn't do it. The, the offensive line did not look good throughout the preseason, the guys that they threw out there. They didn't throw a right. lot of the starters out there often, but the backup guys that they threw out there and the bubble guys, they didn't look good. You saw a, the run game was completely non-existent, completely. The passing game, sure, they had their moments, uh, but it's, it's like, you know, when you look at the Ravens, and you you know what kind of style they like to play on the offense. The run game is the forefront of that, and they couldn't yeah. they couldn't get any push uh, in the trenches. Is it is funny you mentioned Tyree Phillips being moved around to a lot of spots and whether or not that played a factor. And I actually asked him that same question uh, when we spoke to him at the podium during training camp about the fact of is it tough to focus on getting better at a certain position, knowing that he's in the left guard competition, but yet you're being moved all over the place. Right. And, and he made it seem like it wasn't an issue that, you know, football is football. And he wanted to learn as many positions as possible to, I guess, make the, the possibility of him getting on the field that much greater. But ultimately it could be a factor in why he couldn't develop the way that they wanted him to at the left guard spot, uh, among yeah. other spots that they were moving him around to. I mean, he's essentially played almost every position along the offensive line. Um, so they, and, and again, all of this, I think, is because of Ronnie Stanley not being there. This is why you have guys, especially on the left side of the line, having to play a lot of mix and matching because they're trying to fill that gaping hole uh, on the left tackle spot and it's spreading down the entire left side of the offensive line to where you don't really have too many guys in their natural position right now. Because a lot right. of people were asking for Tyree Phillips to be potentially the left tackle this year, and that's not the case. The question to me, and I know we're talking about Tyree Phillips, but just looking at this offensive line, it's just kind of surprising to me that a guy like Patrick McCarry is just going to be the odd man <laughs> out of this starting group um, because he was borderline your best offensive lineman last year, albeit right. it was at the right tackle spot. But you would imagine that they would try to find somewhere along this offensive line to kind of put him. And he seems to be the guy that's going to be essentially the sixth man uh, for this offensive line group. And that's kind of surprising, especially when you look at Jawan James over at left tackle, who, again, he's another one playing out of position. Makari would be playing out of position if he played left tackle. I'm not saying put him over there. I'm just saying I, I'm just kind of surprised that they, 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 they didn't even try to go the route of Makari at right tackle, Moses at left tackle. Again, that'd be a situation where a guy's playing out of position. But I would probably feel more better about Morgan Moses at left tackle than I would Jawan James, but that's just me. Hey, I mean, listen, and Morgan Moses in the past has had his own issues in terms of um, penalties, but at the same time, he's a much better player. He's a vested player, and Jawan James has a lot of question marks in terms of, you know, what, how he's going to handle that type of position. Um, I, I'm with you on Makari. Like, you know, that's another one that's kind of all over the place as well. Uh, but, look, you had to guess today what this offensive line is going to look like week one. And obviously we're eliminating Phillips out of this position. Are we suggesting it's going to be James, Powers, Linnebaum, uh, Zeitler, and Moses? Is that where we're going with this? That's that's what I'm looking at. 
Uh, that's what I'm looking at, at least for the first play, the first drive of of week one. Does does James make it through the whole game? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I don't I don't foresee Stanley playing week one. I think at this point it's a question of is he going to play week two or is he going to play week three? Uh, yeah. That's that's where we are in my mind right now. But as far as the guys that are going to start, yeah, I, I think Juwan James is going to get every opportunity to show that he can kind of be that Band-Aid over at left tackle. They want to see him do it. They like his athleticism. They like his upside, even though you haven't been able to really get him on the field the last couple of years. And he's moving from right to left uh, as well. This is just it's a sticky situation because I felt like the Ravens kind of almost fumbled the bag this offseason by not looking to address this left tackle spot, by not looking to actually have a contingency plan. And I guess Jawan James is their contingency plan, but I yeah. felt like they had enough time to kind of come together with a better contingency plan than Jawan James over at left tackle. You had the entire draft. You had all of free agency. You had some guys get let go throughout preseason. I mean, there were a lot of options uh, at their disposal, and it just seems like they turned them all down for Jawan James. And yeah. we'll, we'll see if those end up panning out. Uh, but I, I think when it's all said and done, again, I expect Stanley to be back at some point within the, at least the first four to five games, because if not, they should have put him on the pup list. So if Stanley misses four games at least, that's going to be another issue because you yeah. got the guy taking up a roster spot. And yep. he's not even out there. And Harb said some stuff on Wednesday, listening to his cuts in conjunction to what he said in the past as far as this Ronnie Stanley situation. And it has led me to believe that Ronnie Stanley is simply not on the field because he doesn't want to be on the field yet. Not that he doesn't want to the, play, did, I not tell, did I not tell you that? I mean, I've been, I've, been saying, I, I've been saying the same thing, but it's like, Harv's words are basically solidifying those thoughts because it's a lot of, he's not even using the words trainers anymore. It's well, Ronnie didn't come out or whenever Ronnie wants to come out here, he'll be out here type stuff. It's a lot of onus being put on Ronnie. When you listen to the words Harv's is saying, he's not mentioning any of the doctors. He's not mentioned too many of the trainers. It's a lot of basically we're waiting on Ronnie and I don't think Ronnie Stanley is in a situation right now where he feels like he needs to rush himself back. Yeah, and I listen, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I felt that way the other day when we talked about it on the podcast. It's like, look, he got his money. So what is the rush for him? You know what I mean? He's going to do it on his own pace, and there's nothing the Ravens can do about it to force him to come back sooner. And that's just what it's going to be. So until then, Jawan James is going to be the guy. And guess what? We're just going to have to pray about it <laughs> because mm. uh, we don't know how this is going to go. So, right. hey, you know, let's just hope and pray that this is temporary, number one, and number two, um, this doesn't last uh, long um, in terms of, you know, Ronnie Stanley being finally saying, well, all right, I'm, I'm available. And three, that if it, if it is a situation where he's not 100 uh, percent, smack somebody upside the head <laughs> over there at the castle, because like you said, there's a roster spot here that you literally could have used uh, and put somebody on the pup list, somebody me and Ronnie Stanley as a result to hold the hold down the fort so 
uh, as the the offensive line saga continues, I guess. <laughs> yes, we'll, it, def we'll it definitely continues. <laughs> it definitely continues.